0: Welcome to Senior Moments on ninety three point one CFIS FM. Okay, Sharon, we are on, and we did have some
1: nice sunshine. I don't know where it went. Behind when the did clouds. that happen? I don't. That was a miracle. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> uh, was first thing this morning. I wrote somebody this morning. They wrote to me, and I said, "Okay, remember, drink like oh." They had COVID. And I said, Remember, drink lots of water to flush and make yep. sure you take your vitamin D and your zinc. And she wrote back and said, I've forgotten about the zinc. Oh <laughs> we got Donna Flood with us. We've missed her. We I sure know, have. I miss
2: <laughs> being here. I mean we've we've been on the air together, but we haven't really been together. No. So it's so nice to be back and to be seen. Yes. And heard. And heard.
1: (laughs) I was just saying to Donna, you know, Donna, you could run for (laughs) mayor.
2: I said, now isn't that a thankless job?
1: (laughs) It's too hard of a job for me. For sure. So um, I'm very interested into what's going on with
2: the color walk, because I've been keeping up with it on Facebook. Oh, wow. you know what? It is such a great event. And what's nice about it, it, it doesn't cost. You can yeah. register for free and you can go out and see if you can get people to pledge you. But the whole point is to get out there on Facebook, mm-hmm. share your stories, mm-hmm. get outside in the brief sunshine that we have and, and walk and even you know even if it's drizzling it's still out it's in the fresh air it's nice to, to get out and really just share the stories. There's really such a nice little community of people mm-hmm. sort of gathering on that Facebook yes, page. There have are you been
1: watching it Yes I have and, and the encouragement yeah. and the support
2: and the fun. It is turned <laughs> into such a sort of page of compassion and love mm-hmm. and generosity. All those great things we hope that has been created because of COVID, right? Yeah.
1: And I think that's the other part is that we can get out and we can be together right now. And and uh, and that's sort of like the horse at the starting gate. Um, let me out. Let me out. Yeah,
2: Well, and, you know, we managed to do co- um, Color Walk over the last two years. But yes. just this virtual hospice yeah. or yeah. Facebook page. Yeah. This year, we're going back to the original as well. Yeah. So we're going to have our actual event happen and that's at um, CN Parking Lot and that's on May 29th. And there we're going to have tables of different organizations and businesses sharing and throwing the colored powder and there's going to be jumpy castles and (laughs) music and it's just going to be a high energy sort of share your you know, yeah. your story, share yeah. your colors and have a color fight. And it's a family <laughs> day. You know what it is? It's a family event yeah, too. Yeah. And uh I think we need more of those where everybody can oh, come yeah. out, you just go, you spend an hour, then yeah. you're done, right? I was it makes me think of the water fights we
1: used to have, you know. There's so oh, much fun and we yeah. just you know, and this so are are you spraying colours on each other? I can't remember what um Sandra said.
2: Yeah, so what we do is um, as you wander the the lap, you lap and you wander, there'll be different stations of different colors. Right. And so they will be throwing the colors on people. And so by the end of it, so please wear white. Yeah. Your, your shirt is all colorful and beautiful. And it just is, I, I don't know, have you ever seen those, um, the Holi Festival? Yeah I, yeah, I watched it on um uh TikTok or one of those. Yeah, and that's and that's what exactly gets me. what this is. It's a whole um, so showering much of color.
1: Yeah. Right. And and the other thing is they got the rainbow colors before they came into popularity for <laughs> the 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 uh, gate well, that's and things, right. You, know? um, you know, it, It's inclusive.
2: You see it as inclusive of everybody. Colors for everybody. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Um, it's for everybody to get out there and share and just have really nice family fun, right?
1: And we talked about the T-shirts. And I, when I went on your website, you can buy a T-shirt. Oh, know.
2: yeah. If you want to buy a T-shirt, it's got a beautiful hospice logo. But you also get um, a whole package of the color powder. So oh. at home, you can have your own little, oh, yeah. little color fest festival and you throw the colors and there's sunglasses, there's all different things, right? <laughs> yeah, so, and that all you know really goes to help support us at hospice, yes, right? Yes. Um, we like that it's a great family fun day, but mm-hmm. it's also important for us because we do have to fundraise in order oh, to, yeah. to meet the needs of the community. Yeah. I think that's sinful yeah. that you have to fundraise,
1: but that's my personal opinion. Well
2: the thing is <laughs> what we're you know really is important to us is that all of our programs, whether it's Hospice House, all of the grief programs, caregiver programs, COVID programs, are all free yep. and accessible to everyone. Yeah. So there is no barrier to being supported and provided the care. And
1: that's the the part, you know, that you work so hard to do that fundraising. And And I think you have fun, too, but it's still, you've got to organize it. That's... You know, and I'm sure that's the stressful part. Once it gets
2: going, it's on its own. Oh, I know. Well, the thing is, we that that's sort of the magic behind the curtains, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't let anybody see behind the curtains. It's like doing a dream home lottery. Yeah, all looks fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of work, a lot yeah. of stress, a, a lot, lot of behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah, a lot of volunteers. But, uh, it really is about um, creating events for the community that they appreciate. Yes. Yeah. And appreciate each other and, you know, it's about creating joy, really. The other part
1: of it for me is that one day I may have to be in hospice. I want to support hospice in every way I can. I don't want it to be lost. I don't want it to yeah. have to, you know, um, and, and the truth is, you know, that's, that's part of what hospice is so honest about is, that we are all going to leave
2: eventually. No one's managed to avoid it yet. No. Um, so, and you know, I know you met Sandra last yes. week, and she came on, and she's lovely, and she does so much work for yeah. fundraising. And she said to me, Don. What if we don't get the money? What if we yeah. don't fundraise? I said, then that means the community no longer needs us. Yes. I said, as long as the community needs us and appreciates and, and wants to maintain, it's almost become an iconic Program mm-hmm. in Prince George, they will continue to fund us. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, you know, as long as they want us, they will fund us when it's no longer needed, and, and maybe that will be because families and community are caring for each other. Yeah. I don't know what that would look like yeah. to not need hospice, yeah. but... I don't either. You know. um,
1: I don't, because the hard part of taking care of someone at home is
2: about losing your own self. And that's why you have the... Well, it's when someone's dying... A whole family is going through it. Yeah. And usually there's one caregiver that's really taking the, the largest share of doing that. And we work really hard to ensure we have that caregiver program. Yes. And those things in place to provide for them. Yeah. Um, I know just from my own mother when my dad, um, was sick, he had uh, dementia. Yeah. And it became very isolating, right? She could no longer go and do the things she wanted to do friends didn't want to come along anymore because he was no longer who they knew. Yes. And it was awkward. Yes, um, And she got tapped into a caregiver program that provided a volunteer so she could actually go and play bridge for a couple of hours and yeah. get out of the house. Yeah, Or they provided him with a buddy that yeah. would come and just sit and talk. And she also had a group that she could commiserate with. Yeah. And it was unbelievable just the fact that she could... Self care and recharge, and then care for him. And he yeah. stayed at home until the day he died. Right? Yeah, yeah. It it that
1: has to be in place. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I my mother and her sister took care of my grandfather, and um, it wrecked them yeah. because he was screaming. He was in pain. Yeah. He was he was dying of pancreatic cancer, and he was at home. The only thing they had was the grey nurses, or the gray Victorian... The oh, the Victorian, Victorian nurses. Yeah. Right.
2: Victoria Order of Nurses, right? Yeah. Which were... Um, I don't even know if they exist anymore. I, I know neither. they were in Ontario, right? Yep. That's where I knew them from. Yep. But um, So I will share with you that we're working really hard for what's called home hospice at home, mm-hmm. home hospice. Um, so right now, for people that have someone that's at home, mm-hmm. we are matching them up with a volunteer. So it's mm. a volunteer visiting right yeah. so hospice at home visiting volunteer to have someone come in and whether it's to provide the main support for the caregiver yeah or sit at a bedside so you can go out maybe have a coffee go to the library mm-hmm. buy a new shirt whatever yeah so Get that's hair available yeah. yeah so yeah. you know if you're out there and you're just looking for some support, and you have someone you're caring for at home. That's what we do at hospice. Yes, that's that's the work we do. Yeah, it's not um, just the hospice house. No, it's about keeping people, you know, supported at home in any way that we can. But when I went on um, the site and and
1: looked at what a volunteer can do, um, I, so there's direct and indirect. Correct. And so the indirect is for people who just just aren't comfortable sitting with people yeah
2: well to do what we do it's it's a lot of different things you know we have the resale store so yes. that's indirect but to have volunteers go and help us process all of those wonderful donations yes or to do the till or whatever yeah that's huge it is because that revenue supports the work we do at hospice yes right um, we have indirect volunteers that do some data entry for us yes um, so that we can make sure that we have everything in order that we need to present um, to the government. Yeah, you've got to keep stats. Reception. We, yes. we have someone that answers the phone for us. Um, and probably, you know what, that's the biggest help in my day. I think You know, so. to have somebody so that they can direct calls, direct mm-hmm. people, and that nobody comes into hospice without somebody being there to say, how can I help you? Yeah. You know, it's so very, we have volunteers nice. that do that. And then our direct volunteers. Well, you know, in, indirect,
1: too, which I thought was neat, uh, is is uh, going grocery shopping. Oh,
2: well, they, you know what? People don't even realize that, you know, there is no simple or insignificant volunteer thing. Everything hugely impacts our ability to do what we do. Um, yeah. You know, 20 years ago, hospice was primarily volunteers. Yes. When um, they first, even at the hospice house, opened the doors, we did have an RN 24-7, yes. but that's yeah. all we had. Yeah,
1: that's right. And we
2: had volunteers that came and actually did the personal care. Yeah. You wow. know, washed people, supported people, bathed people. Yeah made the beds yeah. did all the cleaning all the cooking that was all volunteers
1: amazing isn't yeah. it and so you do a lot of recycling you have people who come in and fix things that have been donated that need fixing and they go yeah. into the the uh, i love the name of the store worth worth um mm-hmm. Worth repeating. Yeah. Because worth you know repeating. what?
2: Everything out there is worth <laughs> repeating. Let me tell you. Um, you can't be the quality of cool clothes we used to get. No. I'm now on my kids go and buy clothes they're disposable clothes they're not even going to make it to resale so why wouldn't you go yes. your jeans get your clothes get your blazers get your dresses yeah. with um quality quality yeah. materials quality seamstressness yeah. and
1: and you've got people who are doing sewing which i think is um that's an art that yeah. is being lost and yet people will come in and, and repair some of the people just throw them away because they don 't want to sew a button on yeah. or something like yeah. that, I know I took two loads of my clothes in because what am I going to do with them, and someone else yeah will enjoy them um, and you 've got somebody who works with electronics uh, and and so i 'm and why i 'm talking about this if you want to volunteer you don 't. Have You've got all kinds of options to keep yeah. hospice. I think
2: what, what happens is people start and they dip their toes in, right? Yep. And they come and they, um, if they haven't had anybody go through hospice or no hospice, it can sometimes be intimidating. Yes. What's this all about? I know that I want to help. I yeah. know I want to support. And so they dip their toes in, and then we're shameless. You yeah. know? Once you've dipped <laughs> your toes in, we, we've gotcha you, right? Yeah. And people become much more interested. It becomes not so scary. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things, even if you're selling tickets for the lotto, right? Yeah. You're doing grief <laughs> support because every person that buys a ticket has a story. Oh, you're and right. they come and they share their stories, yeah. and they, they want to talk. About their person, yes, and so even at the resale store, because you know what, I brought all my mom's stuff in. Yes, I want to share that with you, and so those resale people are still dealing with grief and being compassionate and caring. So there's always a little bit
1: everywhere. We're drawn to something because we need it. Yeah, and and uh, that's how when I started in in the field, one of the things I wanted to. to ask you about was the personal inventory. I tried to tap into that today, and I couldn't get into it. it and so that's in the bottom of the volunteer thing. And so that's probably about um, have you had somebody pass away recently? And um, yeah, yeah, what it does is
2: it just gives us an idea on... Um Your own understanding of grief for yourself, right? Um, Sometimes what happens, unbeknownst to people, once they come into our circle, their own grief comes to totally. the surface Yeah. And so if there's and so that doesn't mean don't volunteer. That means at least we know and we'll help you, right? Yes. And we'll we'll provide you the tools or we're not going to stick you in the middle of a room full of <laughs> grieving people. That's and, right. You know, so it just gives us an idea how we can support you, right?
1: Yeah, and and if you're drawn to that, it's the safest place in the world to start yeah. your grief and to talk to some of the people who, um, facilitate the grief and loss yeah. groups, you know, yeah. and we're drawn unconsciously sometimes. Yeah.
2: Well, and it is amazing. Like we've had people, you know, start at reception and have moved full into facilitating of the grief groups yep. or even creating a grief for a caregiver group. So you, you, you come into hospice. As you are, and develop as you need to develop in yeah. that way, right? There's no expectations. Um, everything is sort of based on what the volunteer wants to do. Right? yeah, and that's so wonderful. And it just makes me uh,
1: reminds me of my friend's um son-in-law who who did the maid mm-hmm. thing at a hospice in another community, and how that has given her at eighty six the ability to start to think about she does have an option yeah, and uh um and she's not afraid of it uh she wouldn't go over and be with him, but she yeah supported him n- knew from her daughter that he made the decision. Yep. he said today is the day to his wife, yeah, yeah, and I think those are things like you say people don't want to talk about them or they're kind of frightened of them, but we need to make it safe for people.
2: what I would like to do and what I'm going to work on is um, two things that are important. One is having people prepared. Yes. You know, are your things in order? Mm -hmm. Um, I call it our good to go book, right? Mm -hmm. Is that uh, things you may not have even thought about. People have pets. What's going to happen with your pet? Who's going to care for your pet? I know. What about your passwords? What about your passwords to your bank and all of those? Your you User access, your your Facebook account, do you want to keep it open or do you want to get it closed? Yeah. Um you know, who do you want to leave that lovely, you know, grey cardigan? Or you know, yeah. all those things yeah. that and and not just those of us that are maybe closer, um, but even when you think new parents. Yeah. That's really important that you understand that you have everything in order for that child. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and have you had the conversation? Have parents talked to their children? Have children talked to their parents? Why is this a taboo subject? Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I know exactly what my mom wants. Yes. You know, and yeah. I have known for years and my children know what I want and I know what my children want. Each are different. Yes. You know? Yes. And it's not a scary conversation. It's just, you know
1: it's part of what life is, yeah, and yeah. then
2: also, for when that does happen, it's not so chaotic and scary because yeah. everybody knows,
1: yes, yeah, I know there's a woman i've got her name in my book I want to get a hold of because she comes in and helps you kind of uh pack up your stuff and and decide where it's going to go because over the years we accumulate and accumulate. and oh,
2: my thing is everyone after the age of sixty, you need to move every ten years into a smaller and smaller place mm-hmm. until you know you've got two rooms. Yeah, yeah. Because the amount of stuff, and I think when we used to have a forum for people, you know what what is the thing that worries you most if you die tomorrow? Yeah. And most people said their stuff, their yeah. clutter their hoarding, their <laughs> garages, their sheds. Yeah. They said they would hate for their children to go through it. I know. Then why uh, are you waiting letters. for your children to go through it? Letters. Yeah. Emails. <laughs> delete, delete. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing when we went to the university and asked them what's the important thing, and they said, delete my (laughs) accounts. You know, those boys don't want the porn on that computer when their mama comes in. That's right. right. And those are very important things to think about. So the second thing that's really important is legacy. Uh Do you remember that you'd sit in the kitchen and your grandmother and your mother and we'd Mm -hmm. all talk about relatives. We knew Mm -hmm. who was who and where they came from and they don't know anymore. No, they don't. Kids don't don't know. So I would love to see every every child create a legacy book of their grandparent and understand all that historical information and document it and have those conversations. And I've got a book, uh, it says, uh, I'm Dead, What Now?, Perfect, and that's probably exactly what I'm I'm looking at, I'll have right? To like, bring it into you, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I no, I'm dead now. What? That's, yeah, it. that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's
2: another one that's out there. It's it's called Have you got your shit together? <laughs> you know? No, you know? no, I haven't. So, yeah. And it, you know what? It it is the gift you give your family. Get it, it is. all in order. Don't do it when you're sick and it's no. difficult. And you know, our plan is you you get this book and we'll email you every year and say any updates. this? is what's new in the world of this, or this is yeah. what you can do. And. Yeah, yeah. Dying
1: with Dignity is another organization that I've just learned about. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, um, now, the, um, the volunteer. Oh,
2: I. we even have a brand new volunteer that um, has come in and is signing up and going through the process. <laughs> so I don't know, Sharon is one of the Hospice Palliative Care's latest volunteers. So, oh, yeah. what did you
1: think of the process? Well, oh, it was very comfortable. Um, I wasn't sure about when I went in, and filled in online, and then I had to come in and fill in, but I got it once I came yeah. in. It, w- it was a conversation I needed to have with Rebecca, is
2: it? Uh, no, that was with Brittany.
1: Brittany, right. And oh, she's lovely. We're going to say
2: congratulations, Brittany. Brittany just got accepted into medical school. No awesome. way! What a wonderful oh, thing that someone with Brittany. that hospice heart is going to be oh. one of our physicians. Eh? We're so thrilled but we're so sad yeah but yeah what a great wow that is wonderful oh she's such a good hearted yeah isn't that fantastic Yeah. yeah we're so proud
1: I had such a good interview with her and then I'm going for training I think in June for um I think it's suicide. Oh, training. yeah. 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 Um,
2: and that's really important because, um, and that's just important for our own lives and who we meet and what, you know, what are those triggers? What do you do if someone should say or threaten oh, or uh, be yeah. at risk, right? Uh, um, because don't
1: do what I did because when the, a, a acquaintance of mine talk to me about suicide, I accepted I thought, "I that's cool, I can handle this this is his life, yeah. he wants to do it when he phoned me from Vancouver and was doing it I couldn't handle it I had to call the police Yeah, he's so angry with me But I, uh, you know, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And yet I thought that I could. Now, years later, I went and educated myself, and I studied, and I learned, and I realized that it's our choice, and I really... kind of support it. But yeah. he was doing it without knowledge. He well, was doing and, it with drugs and, and alcohol. that's the thing. It's, yeah. a, it's
2: usually a cry for some sort of help yeah. and everything. Yeah. made is very different. Yes, it um, is. From that. Yeah. Um, you know, suicide is often spontaneous and thought out and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, we don't want people um, thinking that's an option when things aren't going well. No.
1: And uh, the thing is that I knew that it might not work and he might do some real damage to his brain yeah. and end up being, uh, you know, yeah. in a, a home or something. And so that's when I said, you can't do it that way. Yeah. You know, it's not appropriate. You can yeah. get help to do that. And then when this came along years later, I was so relieved yeah. that people had a support yeah, and knowledge and choice and all of those things that... Uh, and, you know... I, When I finally got over my grief and loss, I don't know if it's, I'm over it yet, of retiring. That's a, that's something that everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to retire. I'm going to, you know what? You got to plan that out a little bit.
2: I talk to my husband all the time. He's thinking in two years, I said, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I said, no, (gasps) you are going to work until you know what you're going to do. Totally. Because you're not going to sit here and wait for me to get home. No. You no. know, you have to have something. Yeah, purpose, a, a hobby, or volunteering, or yeah, yeah. You know, are an well, well, that's right. It happens. And yeah. and so you work that hard for like actually the whole thing of what we do is crazy. We work that hard until we're really old. Oh, yes. And then we stop working and then we don't have the energy and that's and maybe right. we have the money and we don't or we don't have the money. I don't know. Like we're no, doing no. it wrong. We are doing it wrong. I think the wrong. millennials and the generations coming up are doing it better. They're much more about balance, right? Yes. And making sure that maybe they don't need to work full-time if the money makes sense and they work part-time yeah. and they were take their vacations or their leave of absence and yeah. they go and they do they experience right? my yeah. friend
1: that i was talking about her her grandson has been to china he's he's just 27 now and he's been taiwan and all over the place now he's he's done all that he's got a job he's ready to Make a decision, yeah. I guess. And, but he spent time in the rest of it. But I think it comes from not having RSPs or retirement plans in our generation and our generation. Because my grandfather had to plan for his retirement. Mm -hmm. He had to make sure he looked after himself because there was nothing for people back then. And I think that's a carry through. Oh, we gotta work and save. We gotta work and save so that we can die.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe leave it to our kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's, no, no. You know, it's, you uh, no, know, no. my thing is I've I've educated you to make your own money. Yes, You'll exactly. Get my debt, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, so. what is that I've seen on trailers um I'm we're
1: spending our grandchildren's inheritance. Yeah. And I always say, yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah. So the in-house um or the direct um volunteer I really looked into that, and i um you know you can you can do be part of a grief and loss group the children 's groups the families' groups. You know, and you provide the training for all of them. Yeah, I think
2: that's one of the important things for people to know is there's foundational training where you come in and for a weekend we we learn all about hospice and about grief and about what it looks like when someone's dying. It's not scary; it's just a nice dialogue. And then we layer the education on top of that. So if you want to do one-on-one. support for people we're going to make sure that you're comfortable that you're trained that you have the information you need yep. so that you feel you're you're making a difference yep. same if you choose to provide support for the children we have mm-hmm. additional training yes nobody's we nobody is going in there cold without no. feeling supported and then there's always the backup between Denise and Brittany and Nikki they're there to to support you and mm-hmm. you know debrief with mm-hmm. you or
1: mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to make sure that we talked about that. You're not coming in, like you said, cold. You're coming in and you're going to learn. And that's the thing that I want. I want, like, um, Brittany said, Well, do you want to attend the groups after all the years? Like, she didn't say that part, but I said, Of course I do. Do you know how much things have changed since I had training? Yeah, and so yeah, I want to participate oh, in it all.
2: Well, and it's also just nice to be part of the group because that's your first introduction to volunteering is to be with a whole group of other people. Yes, and I'll tell you, I go to everyone. I like to make sure that I come at lunchtime and meet and greet everybody. Nice. The age range when I first started, um, I was always by far the youngest in the room. <laughs> you know, I, I remember just, those days. <laughs> and now I've got I've got high school students. Yeah. We've got yeah. the kids in the high school that just want to come and give out coffee or juice at the house they actually want to go in the house they're not frightened no lots of university students yes lots of young men um young moms whose kids are going to school now so they've got a couple of hours we've got a whole age range we're just about out of time i know damn darn Darn.
1: (laughs) we don't anyway let's give out hospice um, website Oh, and and the name change. I have to keep reminding myself.
2: Yeah, and that's just to sort of explain that we do more than just hospice care. We do palliative care, which is care of the sick and dying, but not eminently dying. So we're the Prince George Hospice Palliative Care Society. Our website is www.pghpcs.ca. Just Google Hospice Prince George and you'll find us. You will, yeah. Um, And, you know, any questions or if you want support, Call us, 250-563-2551. Always someone answers the phone Monday to Friday, 8 to 4. So yep. please don't hesitate to. Come and you join wanna, me. <laughs> yeah, come and join Sharon. Yep. she so would be fun to volunteer with. Or if you just need a, a friendly voice to talk to, give us a call.
1: Thank you. So we'll uh, take a short break, and our next guest will be with us.
0: Tune in on Sunday mornings at 830 for our let the Bible speak radio broadcast. This is Pastor Andrew Simpson, and each week on our program, we will hear Christ Jesus being preached, gospel hymns being sung, and encouraging news from our churches in British Columbia. Our goal at Let the Bible Speak is to preach Christ in all His fullness to man in all His need. So tune in on Sunday mornings at eight thirty for Let the Bible Speak only here on ninety-three point one CFIS FM. Vantage Point is transforming not-for-profit leadership with a host of downloadable resources. Check out their Executive Director Position Description Toolkit. Use this template as a building block to create a job description that encapsulates your organization's mission, future, priorities, and desired leadership competencies. This valuable toolkit is available through the Downloadable Resources page under media at the vantagepoint.ca. Downloadable resources for your not-for-profit organization. Another way Vantage Point is transforming forming not-for-profit leadership. Réclamez ce qui vous revient de droit. Faites comme les cent 130 000 personnes qui ont fréquenté un externat indien fédéral et ont présenté une demande d'indemnisation. Le 13 juillet 2022 est votre dernier jour. Consultez le site indiandayschools.com/public/fr/ ou appelez le 1-844-539 3-8-1-5. Prince George five-day forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly cloudy, the 40% chance of showers, wind from the south at 20K, a high of 13. Tonight, partly cloudy, south winds becoming light this evening, a low of zero. On Wednesday, mainly cloudy, a 30% chance of showers in the afternoon with wind from the south at 20 and a high of 12. The outlook for Thursday and Friday, a mix of sun and cloud each day with lows near 2 and highs around 12, then cloudy on Saturday with low of zero and a high of 14. The long-range forecast for Sunday and Monday, cloudy each day with a 60% chance of showers Monday, lows near 4, and highs around 16. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Yep,
1: yeah, now we are on, Sharon. Okay, we're back, yeah. and uh, Eric's still getting himself settled here. Yeah. I'm not well, sure about which mics he's using. We, well... Let's let Eric uh get settled okay. and uh, I just want to talk a little bit more about hospice and about the importance of volunteering and um, drop in uh, and uh, talk to whoever's volunteering at the front desk because it's always a welcoming place. Uh, I've always, and I always stay, overstay my welcome. <laughs> Cause, you know what? I live by myself out in the country. I only talk to dogs and cats. <laughs> well, well, I have <laughs> my husband passed away there. Yeah. And so how's it going, Eric? How are you doing? Just relax.
3: Um, yeah, it was a very different week. Uh, a little more anxious than I thought it was going to be. But, uh, uh, I got, you know, as far as, my health, as far as my health goes, I got some excellent numbers yesterday, and the doctor's coming up from Vancouver, so I'm looking forward to uh, next week being uh, an even better week. Oh my goodness, that's uh, good news. Uh, Yeah. So I hope that that people know, you know, when I'm telling them I I get this chance to play on the radio, (laughs) and uh uh, I said, which I find it's quite exciting, actually. I, I just to play a, a few songs. And I say, but it is for senior moments, so don't expect you know that he's going to be uh, any deaf leopard uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I clone jumping out. And then, of course, I always I either write funny songs or some tell me I still have a sense of humor. So, I thought maybe rather than singing, I would start off with something related, I think, to seniors. Oh, great! It's called Get Up and Go. Uh huh. How do I know that my youth is all spent? My get-up-and-go has got up and went. In spite of it all, I'm able to grin when I think of the places my get-up has been. (laughs) Old age is golden, I think I've heard said. But sometimes I wonder as I crawl into bed, my ears in a drawer, my teeth in a cup, my eyes on the table until I wake up. As sleep dims my vision, I say to myself, is there anything else I should be putting on the shelf? Ah, but nations are warring and business is vexed, so I think I'll stick around to see what happens next. (laughs) When I was younger, my slippers were red and I could kick my heels up over my head. (laughs) When I was older, my slippers were blue, but I could still dance the whole night through. Now I'm older, my slippers are black, I huff to the store and I puff my way back. (laughs) But never you laugh, I don't mind at all, I'd rather be huffing and not puff at all. (laughs) So I'll get up each morning and I dust off my wits. I open the paper and I read the obits. And if I'm not there, I know I'm not dead. (laughs) So I eat a good breakfast and I go back to bed.
1: (laughs) That's really good. Did you write that?
3: No, Pete no. Seeger wrote it along oh, with Seeger. his uh, oh. with Arlo Guthrie many years ago. Oh and it's a song, but I still just couldn't quite get the melody, so I thought I'd just do it as a poem.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've heard it before. it's yeah. great.
3: So you know, um as I say, I, I tend to pick older songs and, and Sharon and I had discussed a few and I don't think I've got any of them here, but that's <laughs> typical of me. But Peggy Lee had a big hit in nineteen forty six and I think we just have to do this. Every day, uh, you know, it just has to be our a kind of our our frame of mind. It's called. It's a good day. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for just moving along, and it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? It's a good day from morning till night. Yeah, it's a good day for shining your shoes. And it's a good day for losing the blues. Everything to gain and nothing to lose. It's a good day from morning till night. Cause it's a good day for paying your bills. And it's a good day. Oh, cure and you're ill, your so take a deep breath and throw away your pills, cause it's a good day from morning till night. So I said to the sun, good morning sun, rise and shine today. You know you gotta make a showing if you're gonna get it going, you got the right away. It's a good day just for singing a song It's a good day for moving along Yeah, it's a good day how could anything go wrong Have a good day from morning till night So have a good day from morning till night Yeah, have a good day from morning till night Oh,
1: I said to the sun, where is the sun?
3: <laughs> well, that's that's not my department.
1: It's probably no, out it's in, in Penticton. It
0: it's
3: probably out in Phoenix. It's <laughs> probably out in uh, in Key West, Florida. It's, probably. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I should have hung up, sung a Hawaiian song so that we got uh, we'll do we'll do a calypso song and we'll see if the if the sunshine comes out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I'd forgotten about that song. All the words are in my head. I love Peggy Lee.
3: Oh yeah, well, and, and she wrote yeah. She and her husband wrote it, 1946. It wasn't a huge hit, but it was number 16. You know, yeah. I mean, and that's uh, and you know, and it's then, a
1: lovely song. They
3: were good yeah, songs That come out. Yeah. Then. Oh yeah, well, I mean the lyrics too. I mean you know they're often positive, and even if they're negative lyrics. You can make them positive. Mm -hmm. Here's what. Since we're looking for the lost sunshine. Okay. Now, everybody knows that
1: this... (laughs) Actually,
3: the story of this song is that it was written by the governor of Louisiana, who would have been Jimmy Lewis or whatever. Anyway... But he didn't really write it, and, and and somebody else had it. the The story goes that he might have bought it off a guy on the street for two dollars.
1: Maybe, yeah.
3: It's been recorded and
1: then said he wrote it
3: hundreds and hundreds of times, sort of. Uh
2: huh. Anyway,
3: everybody knows this one. If you know the words, hum along because these are different words.
2: <laughs>
3: you are my sunshine, my sunshine. You make me happy. When skies are gray, you never know how much I love you. So please don't take my sunshine away. The other night, dear, as I lay sleeping, I dreamt of you and all your charms. When I awoke, dear, you were beside me. And I held you in my arms Everybody, you are my sunshine You are my sunshine You make me happy when skies are gray You'll never know, dear, how much I love you So please don't take my sunshine away Always love you and make you happy I'll pick you up, dear, when you feel down You turn our blue skies when it's raining You're always smiling and I never see you frown you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Well, you make me happy when skies are gray. You'll always know, dear, how much I love you. Please be my sunshine for all of our days. Forgot to tell you, I
2: changed it there.
3: And we'll sing in the sunshine. Oh, Yeah. We'll laugh every day We'll sing in the sunshine And make the most of our days And when our days have ended And we have gone away When folks talk about us This is what they'll say We sang in the sunshine you know we laughed every day, yeah we sang in the sunshine, and then went happily on our way. I
1: really love your
3: voice, I segue. Aaron. I usually segue that one to something a little bit different, <laughs> but I don't know, I was writing the first one, and I said, oh, I'll just muck about with... with with something it's so easy to get sidetracked when you start looking through the books and I I play with the ukulele group at ECRA and um, and I look at the music and sometimes oh this is oversimplified and who wouldn't want to sing that song and then I said (laughs) you know, that would be really good for senior <laughs> moments or, 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 or just for, you know. It was my grandson's birthday, and of course it was Mother's Day on, on, on Sunday, so I write uh, birthday songs for the grandkids. They, they get their own individual. I sometimes recycle uh, different parts and pieces, but this time I was smart enough to include Mother's Day for oh. the moms that were there. Yeah. So it was a bigger hit than normal. My grandson's 15. He thought perhaps he had outgrown this. Yeah. However, he was sitting behind the Chesterfield, and I could hear him laughing away as I sang <laughs> his song. So, yeah. you know what? It's probably more for Grandpa than it is for the grandson, uh, you know, to be able you'd to... You'd be
2: surprised. And then you show up without a song. How <laughs> much yeah. Oh, yeah. for him? Yeah, yeah. Well,
3: yeah. That happened earlier. My my granddaughter, who is uh, uh, still a... A tweenager, I guess. Uh, what a terrible term. But um, she just gave me the look, you know, here's your birthday song. Well, she and her cousin, yeah, I got about two lines into it, and they were both just grinning from ear to ear because Grandpa didn't forget.
1: You know. It's no different than being a
3: teenager. Exactly. Well you know, and, and that's important I don't know whether you know this, but you should know this uh, because you uh, you know work at hospice, but uh, uh, you know as, as teenagers we we eventually got... Get got what we wanted when we were about eighteen or nineteen. It just <laughs> took us another fifty years. <laughs> okay. But um, uh, I've been reading a lot medically, and uh, something that I came up with is that you know the people always think, well, you're old, and and these games you see on the thing where you know you've got the brain of a ninety-six year old or something <laughs> yeah, like this. So. You, you should be so lucky, actually. Uh, but True. people do not decline mentally with age, and this comes from the uh, yep. researchers at Oldu, uh, brains of older people are slower simply because we know so much. <laughs> oh, They've
2: they, got they to fit the room in. That's what yeah, I would yeah. say. It, cool. it, you know, yep. it, take, it
3: takes longer to recall facts simply because we've got more information to sift through. I believe And it. this slowing thought process is not the same as cognitive defined. The human brain works slower in old age. It's just like your computer. Yeah. When in the hard drive starts to get full at about 80%, they get bogged down. So the brains of older people, we're not weak, we just bogged down by knowing a lot more. <laughs> and uh, doctors also think however that a too full brain can make some people harder of hearing because it puts added pressure <laughs> on your inner ear so that you, you might need uh, you know you know you might need something extra. In contrast, younger people feel they need an advantage to get ahead. So they outsource additional memory and uh, intellect. They save it on small memory cards, or they have these cell phones <laughs> or in their iPad, and you know they're connected to Google and Wikipedia and Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and all that. But actually, these devices can waste more time than actually thinking, and a lot of this outsourced information is frivolous and it's false. Mm-hmm. Young people also have a hard of hearing problem, too, from these loud monster earphones that they use. <laughs> and then their hair and ear piecing, piercings, it, 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 all, it all works against them because, you know. Anyway, but another thing they discovered, because older people, we sometimes wander from room to room or from place <laughs> to place. To do something or get something, and then we stand there wondering why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Was I coming? Was I going? Did I just come downstairs? Am, Am I going upstairs? Anyway, research indicates it's not got anything to do with memory at all. It's nature's natural way of ensuring that older people people get enough exercise and fitness that they need.
2: That's right.
3: Not everybody has a new Apple or Fitbit watch to count their daily steps.
2: That's right. And, of course,
3: the action is easily helped because you're usually sitting down when you're thinking about I need or I want or I yep. should. Yeah. So whatever the issue is that arose. So now if you're standing someplace wondering what am I doing here and why, you give, simply give yourself a good smack on the tush to reactivate your sit-down brain and you'll recall while we're there. So this is something that that maybe you can share with your uh, compatriots uh, and whatnot just to help keep people better in life.
1: (laughs) It's so true because I did it this morning. (laughs) I've always heard that you... use your hands like you're going to sit on them and then it comes to you well there there, there
3: could be an alternative it works could be an alternative yeah really I've always had a big tushy so I need a little more direct action (laughs) sometimes I think it's funny the artists that wind up having huge hits with a song Uh uh-huh Back in the 30s, one of my dad's favorite songs was I'm an Old Cow Hand.
1: Oh, oh, yes. Now, what
3: we know about horses and riding and whatnot all would fit in that cup. <laughs> there was lots of extra spare. So, But this was written uh, written for a movie called Rhythm on the Range. And you would expect <laughs> that Roy Rogers would have been singing this one. But it was that venerable old Irish cowboy himself, Bing Crosby. Oh, really? sold gazillions of this song. Oh, but, uh, I love it. So anyway, if we don't mind something... And it was a novelty song, so if you're thinking, "Well, it was kind of a," it was written that way.
1: You sing it on a horse. <laughs>
3: well, I'm an old cowhand. Old
1: oh, cowhand.
3: From Rio Grande. From
1: Rio Grande.
3: But my legs ain't bowed.
1: And my
3: legs ain't bowed. And my, my cheeks ain't tanned <laughs> Well, I'm a cowboy. Yeah, who never saw a cow? cow. I've never roped a steer. I don't know cow. how. <laughs> but sure, not fixing to start it now. Hippy, I O K. Hippie, I O K. Well, I'm an old cowhand.
1: An old cowhand
3: from the Rio Grande. From the
1: Rio Grande.
3: And I learned to ride.
2: I learned to ride
3: before I learned to stand. stand. Well, I'm a riding fool who is up to date I know every trail in this lone star state I ride the range in a Ford v 8 yippee <laughs> yippee, <I-O-K-I-E. laughs> yippee, <I-O-K-I-E. laughs> yippee <I-O-K-I-E.
1: laughs>
3: Well, I'm an old cow hand
1: I'm an old cow hand
3: From the Rio, Rio Grande Grand. Where the West is still wild. Around the borderland. Where the buffalo roam all around the zoo. A home on the range, it's just a condo, too. And the Bar X Ranch, it's now a barbecue. yippee ki <laughs> kaye yippee <laughs> ki <i-o-kay-e>. Yahoo! <laughs> hey, we're all old cowhands. Yeah, we are. From the Rio Grande. And we came to town to hear the country band. Oh, we know all those songs that the cowboys know. Riders in the Sky and Ragtime Cowboy Joe. Cause we learned them all on the radio. Yippee-yi-o-kaye. yippee io Things. Swingy music to the cattle as he swings Back and forward in the saddle on a horse A pretty good horse The syncopated gated And there's such a raggy meter To the roar of his repeater And they all run When he's firing that gun Because the western folks all know well, he's a high rootin', rootin shootin' son of a gun, gun from, Arizona, from Arizona. Ragtime cowboy, cowboy Joe. Joe, Ragtime cowboy, cowboy talk Joe. about your cowboy, cowboy Ragtime cowboy, cowboy Joe. Joe. There's our
1: silliness.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, I didn't know we could have sound effects. We could have we made, made time, time <laughs> you, for that.
2: No. Singer. Well you know, I brought this but it doesn't work.
1: (laughs) I don't know what happened to it. I have two of them. I brought the wrong one. Oh You gotta hum you could have actually hum the tune in there. Oh the one I had vibrated more. Oh yeah. 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 A kazoo, folks. Well one instrument. (laughs)
3: <laughs> but that's not such a bad idea. If we get to do this again, maybe we should bring a kazoo or something. That we, wasn't there something that just went twangy, twangy, twangy? Oh, yeah, the, the harp, you, you know. the mouth harp. Yeah, something like that, you know.
1: We can uh, bring a, a jug. i <laughs> got <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you got to blow straight across the top. Yeah, you do.
3: So what do we want to do? Something sweet? Do we want to do do one of Eric's old favorite songs? Oh, yes, let's. Well, okay. If I can find my little capo here. (laughs) kazoo. This... um, I, I think I told you I was playing in, in in a country group, but they decided I didn't quite fit. <laughs> I played rock and roll. I played Don't Be Cruel. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so anyway, this is right up there. This was a number one hit back in 1956 for a guy named Jim Lowe, but then uh, a British guy, kind of like an Elvis Presley, but uh, Shaken Stevens did this one, too. But this is called Green Door.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember.
3: Oh, yeah. Midnight, one more night without sleeping. Well, we're watching till the morning comes creeping. Hey, Green Door, what's that secret you're keeping? They got an old piano and they're playing it hot behind the green door. I don't know what they're doing, but they laugh a lot behind the green door. I wish they'd let me in so I could find out what's behind the green door. (laughs) Well, I not once tried to tell them I'd been there. Door slammed, hospitality's thin now. Still wondering just, just what's going, going on here. in there. I saw an eyeball peeping through a smoky cloud behind the green door. And when I said Joseph sent me, someone laughed out loud behind the green door. Well, all I want to do is join the happy crowd behind the green door. you keep in There's an old piano And they play it hot Behind the green door And I hear guitars strumming And they laugh a lot Behind the green door I wish they'd let me in So I could find out What's behind the green door Midnight one more night without sleeping, watching till the morning comes creeping. Well, Green Door, what's that secret you're keeping? Green Door,
1: Woo-hoo. I know that one. <laughs> well, we've well, we got about four minutes left. For a minute, you got. So-
3: that one always reminds me, remember when we had hippie booze cans around town or when you went to a place and it was kinda that's kinda what clubs were like. They didn't have a hundred and two dollar cover charge and a forty nine dollar drink and yep. and uh, I have insomnia, so that's why this one appeals because whether I'm going to the club or not I'm awake and listening.
1: I like that one of eyeball peeking.
3: <laughs> yeah, eyeball peeking. Well she said we got four minutes, so yeah. let's let's go with a shorty here. Okay. It with love, grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtledoves, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony, I'd like to hold it in my arms and keep it company, Like to see the world for once just standing hand in hand and hear them echo through the hills for peace throughout the land. Well, that's the song I hear. Let the world sing today. The song of peace that echoes on. And never goes away I'd like to build the world a home Furnish it with love Grow apple trees, honey bees, And snow-white turtledoves I'd like to teach the world to sing In perfect harmony I'd like to hold it in my arms Keep it company That's the song I hear Let the world sing today A song of peace that echoes on and never goes away That's the song I hear That's the song I hear That was a Coca-Cola commercial in
1: 1983. Oh, wow. Got got (laughs) re-recorded. Well, it's one minute to go, Sharon. Well, time to sign off. Will you come back? If you'll have me, I will indeedy. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Thank you. And and I'm glad you stayed. I think.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Nice to have another smiling face and (laughs) to add to the course.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) So thank you so much, Eric. And uh, we will be back next week. And I'll book them in again. Have a good week.
0: Senior Moments is a co-production of ninety three point one CFISFM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Senior Moments is produced by Sharon Heard with production assistance from AJ Fair. Theme music is courtesy of Golf Brooks Music. Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at nine, or replay past shows through the podcast at CFISFM.ca.